Dan Blanchard, owner and CEO of Uncruise Adventures. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak on this beautiful Friday. How are things in your neck of the woods? Well, I have to say, uh, I live here in Juneau, Alaska, and it is beautiful bluebird day. It's uh, what spring looks like in this part of Alaska. Amazing, amazing. And you know, um, slide segue really quickly is I was speaking to one of our new incredible clients yesterday, Jason Wilbur, who is the founder and CEO of Wilbur Watch Company. And we were, uh, as a tangent, discussing cruises and whatnot. And he happened to mention my mom went on track down and discovered this incredible um, company and we went on this cruise to alaska on this amazing ship and you know it was a smaller cruise he said it was just such an incredible experience he said it's called uncruise <laughs> i said oh well i'm going to be speaking with i'm uh so very grateful i'm going to be speaking with the owner and ceo dan Blanchard tomorrow so i thought that was uh, very uh Talk about amazing timing, but also obviously you being uh, the you know owner and CEO. But then to hear those unsolicited comments, it was uh, very well timed. Well, sometimes sometimes things just go in the right direction, don't they? That that is a great story. I love that. It's such a great story, and I you know his mom had. I perhaps been, um, you know, researching your standard quote unquote cruise, as I'm sure many, many people do before they discover uncruise. And, uh, and then it just, yeah, it, from the light, from what he, the sounds of it, it was somewhat of a life changing experience. And uh, they, as I mentioned, I think they did one of your incredible Alaska cruises of the many destinations that, um, that you go to. And so Dan, thank you very much for taking the time again today. I know you're incredibly busy and we're very thrilled to be working with you. And you, before we segue deeply into Uncruise, you have such a, uh, as Liz so aptly put it, uh, Cap Captain Dan Blanchard, he's the real thing. And you have such a, a fantastic story and career that led you obviously to creating uh, in 2008 Inner Sea, which then led to uh, Uncruise Adventures. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's been a, a road that even went back further than that. I started in my 20s as a captain in Glacier Bay National Park, and we started the pre predecessor to this company in 1996, American Safari Cruises, which, as you mentioned, in 2008 converted to uh, uh, Inner Sea Discovery, which eventually became uh, Uncruise Adventures. But uh, yeah, it's been a really fun ride. I think uh, it's it's definitely a, a case of business and a personal choice lifestyle combined, which uh, has been important for me. I, I can imagine, and kudos to you for truly living as, uh, as that uh, cliche saying goes, yet can uh, can come true at times, which is if you love what you do, then you've never worked a day in your life, correct? <laughs> well, I would say that the COVID period might have put some work into that for sure, but you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> and and so with, with Uncruise, which again, it's so fantastic to work with you, it, I and I love one of your main slogans, which is time to break up with boring. And then again, to hear someone firsthand tell me yesterday that 
they had done, had experienced an uncruise adventure. What is it that led you to look at the industry and create what has now led to uncruise adventures? And what is it that you truly hold dear to heart and approach and all of everyone at Uncruise, Liz, et cetera, approaches every day with that, um, that makes Uncruise what it is? Well, you know, I think that, you know, some of the first things for me personally were just a love for the sea. Since I was a boy, I've, I've been on the water. I grew up on a tugboat uh, north of Seattle, Washington. And, uh, you know, the lure of the sea and everything about it, um, it's always been a, a really big thing for me. So I saw myself in some way involved in the sea, thus, you know, getting my captain's license when I was a teenager. But the, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a, you know, kind of an epic start. My parents were really good about just, uh, you know, letting me follow a route that wasn't necessarily something that my other siblings and such uh, wanted to follow, uh, a little bit different. But the, I, I think for us at Uncruise, you know, I think it, it's life experience. And you said that in your comments earlier about the couple that had sailed with us that, you know, we, we don't feel like we're doing our job if we can't hear guests say, wow, this was the best thing I've ever done. or I've never experienced this before. Or I always tell my, my staff that the way we measure how good we've done our job is when those guests get off the boat and if they're in tears and they're hugging the crew and hugging each other, we know we've accomplished our goal. So right. to me, there's, it's much more than just travel. It's much more than just even being on the water. It's, it's personal connection with human beings. And, you know, I come from a, uh, my family came from a fairly religious background when I was taught from early life that, you know, I have to be in a position where I'm, I'm positively affecting others. Mine's just a little different. I think my mom thought I was going to be a preacher, <laughs> which I, I have no interest in, trust me, but, uh, but, but affecting lives in a good way and bringing about change where people can see the natural world and appreciate it and preserve it. Uh, those are just huge hallmarks for us as a company. Absolutely. Very, very well said. And I would imagine that many, it's even that more of a life-changing experience because I would imagine that many that do fortunately discover uncruise adventures and then of course take their first and then many follow-up trips have have taken a quote-unquote cruise before, before they discover uncruise. Yeah, it, it is common and uh, you know, particularly in Alaska where we have you know, a million and a half ships and a lot of times they they realize that the large ships really aren't the way to see necessarily a, a destination like Alaska uh, so they'll see our boats out there with our people on top of a glacier or, in a, or, or walking in front of a glacier or kayaking in front of a glacier and so we get a lot of our guests that were once large ship people that um, or at least were considering that option and uh, on board our boats, uh, but it is, we, we are really the antithesis of the large ships, that's the name of cruise. Uh, right. You know, our, right. our clients are really those that might have experimented with a large ship, but they find that, you know, you know, two to 6,000 uh, friends on board with it just doesn't cut it, and they're looking for more than the, you know, typical port calls and ice carvings and casinos. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. 
And I, with Uncruise, you have, for, um, correct me if I'm wrong, of course, but you have nine award-winning ships, correct? You have no lines, no crowds, not boring. You have the fun cruise culture and all of that wrapped into, again, it's creating life experiences and creating life experiences at a time when that it has never been higher on most people's list, those people that are able to or unfortunate enough to take these experiences. But obviously, and that's one of the, in my opinion, one of the great silver linings of COVID, of the pandemic, is that it did give people pause from all walks of life. But let's say with respect to the audience, that the elevated audience that we're speaking to, um, the affluent whatnot, but that real eye-opening realization that this this is my one life. And one of the greatest ways that I can truly take advantage of each and every moment is by seeking out and finding life-changing experiences. And that's exactly what you, Dan, of course, uh, provide with Uncruise Adventures. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really an interesting dynamic in how people's views of travel have changed over the years. And, and certainly, I think we still have time to see, you know, how things change fully after COVID. Uh, but I can assure you there's going to be change. But I, I, you know, when I was first in the industry as a young man, um, it was really common that the, you know, World War II generation that was traveling at that time, you know, they just loved to get up on the bow and look at the glacier and hear it tab and have maybe a cognac in their hand and toast the <laughs> glacier. And, and that was, you know, really prevalent up, up through the, you know, the mid-90s, late-90s. But as we entered the new century, guests had, and, and I suppose it started with the boomers and into the, you know, later boomers, and they, it, it didn't cut it anymore. And for my generation, you know, we had to kind of sit there and, yeah, we, we were happy to look at the glacier, but we needed to feel the cold of it. We needed to hop on top of it. And now that the younger generation, you know, that's sailing with us in their 30s and 40s, um, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're, they want all the, the feel of the glacier. The, they want to hear the bear chewing on a salmon carcass. <laughs> um, but, they're, but they're also, and this is really the cool part of it, what's happening in emerging, you know, travel south. They're also much more concerned about what companies do uh, for their employees, how they treat their employees, what's the environmental, you know, postage stamp of of the company look like. So it's it's really even amped up more with the, the younger travelers that we're just now starting to see, which in, in my mind is, uh, I think, for our world is a really wonderful thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Also very well said. And so let's walk through and no one better than to do that than you dan the creator owner and ceo of uncruise adventures so someone's listening and they're hearing about uncruise adventures for the first time walk someone through what it's like walk listeners through what it's like to take an uncruise adventure to let's use obviously alaska as an example well, you know, first, I, I think before I get into the specifics of Alaska, let me just say that, you know, Uncruise is kind of like you're picking your favorite backcountry lodge that you might have gone out at a ski mountain or in a wilderness area where maybe you stayed for four or five days and you did different things each day. Except with Uncruise, you take that really beautiful 
in Alaska, you know, that's typified by the, the chance to uh, go into Glacier Bay National Park. We, we hold more permits in Glacier Bay than, than any company on the planet. Wow. And yeah, it's exciting. So, you know, our boats go in, you know, not for a few hours like the big ships, but, you know, spend a couple days often and even three days occasionally. And so the, the MO behind us is, hey, let's, uh, let's arrive at this secret little spot that very few people know about. Let's drop anchor, you know, just as, as the alarm bells are going off early in the morning and uh, get, a, get a, a hot cup of coffee, some breakfast, and let's get people out in, on the beach walking, uh, in kayaks, in small boats touring, looking for bears and whales and this kind of thing. And for the, the more aggressive folks, let, let's get them out really right in the morning and get them on their aggressive hike that they might want to do or their, their all-day kayak. And, and for maybe mom and dad or grandparents, you know, let's, uh, they might just want to sit in a hot tub all day and read a book. They can do that. And so it, it's really about seeing, feeling nature. And then, of course, each night uh, our expert guides and naturalists share you know, specific wonders, whether it be on humpback whales or how the sea otters were once decimated in North America and now just flourish in, in the largest numbers they believe have probably ever existed. So, you know, there's just a, a lot of really cool things. And I would just add, you know, on that last point that, you know, Alaska is so counterintuitive when it comes to wildlife. I mean, we have more humpbacks now than we did 100 years ago. We have more really? sea otters now. We have more uh, the largest population of brown bears on the planet. They're about 10 miles from where I'm speaking right now. So it's, and it's come through, you know, protecting habitat and, and in cases where uh, there are harvest of certain uh, species, highly controlled harvest. So it is a uh, an amazing thing that's happened up here in Alaska. We're actually seeing rebirth of species rather than species being annihilated. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That is, that is obviously so unique to hear uh, at, at I can't recall hearing a positive environmental, if you will, uh, set of comments such as that in, I don't, I don't know if ever during my life. I mean, that's absolutely incredible. Well, yeah, it is. And, you know, we, uh, the salmon runs were decimated up time, one time up here due, due to overfishing and, you know, all through the, the 80s and 90s and even into about 2012, 14. We were seeing the largest record, the largest salmon runs in the history of Alaska. Now that, because of ocean acidification and warming, we are seeing a, you know, some, some unfortunate results from that. But the salmon right. stocks are still doing well, even with that. Uh, but obviously, ocean acidification and uh, and climate change is nothing that Alaska alone can. Animal, right? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. But what a testament to Alaska with respect to those environmental accomplishments. I mean, again, that's that's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it is because I think, uh, you know, I grew up, as I mentioned, in Washington State. We never had sea otters, for instance. And they found in World War II, they found some sea otters that were left after just being annihilated by the Russians, British, and Americans. They found some out in the Aleutian chain, and in the 70s, the 60s and 70s, they replanted them. And we actually think the sea otters are going to 
they're moving in at such a rapid pace that even in Glacier Bay National Park alone, there's something like 10,300 sea otters they've counted, where there were zero in 1998. Wow, that's amazing. Again, not to overuse the term, but it's, it's mind-blowing. That's incredible. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's such a, uh, it's such a positive set of comments and, and for that to to have occurred again it's a it should be i'm surprised that i haven't um heard that and that it's not more topical in that i would think that alaska would then be such a tatamount case study with how local environments can significantly alter outside of obviously global warming as you touched upon but how they can alter the negative impacts that we've had for you know decades and longer on species, the local environments, et cetera, themselves. Yeah, it's really true, and it, it is so counterintuitive. And I, I often, uh, you know, amongst our, our visitor industry folks here in Alaska, I, I kind of preach that well, we need to talk about this a lot more because, you know, there are very few places in the world that you can say this about. It's usually just the opposite. It's the story you shared earlier about, gosh, it's so rare that you hear positive environmental news. <laughs> yeah, again, I can't, I, I can truly not recall the last time I heard a truly very sincere positive environmental comment uh, in any way whatsoever. So again, that, and so then for you and Uncruise Adventures to be sharing that, uh, not only Alaska itself, which is obviously uh, unparalleled in so many ways, but then to be sharing what is happening there, what is what has happened there, and will continue to happen with respect to these incredibly positive uh, environmental changes, and for people to be able to experience that when, in correlation with the comments we just made, most people are not able to not able to experience uh, along with what Alaska has to offer. At the same time, these really positive environmental impacts, and then. Uh, further, sorry for my long-winded statement, but as you touched upon with respect to the younger generations, for them to see that hands-on and that these changes can occur and have occurred in I, in Alaska. And then wrapping that up, and for one of the, one of the things that uh, I love about your great website is you really do... Um, touch upon and embellish, not embellish, touch upon and expand upon the opportunity for families to take advantage of what Uncruise Adventures offers. And so not only life-changing for a couple, a, a solo adventurer, but then for families. And as you also just mentioned, you know, for grandparents to be included and then for the parents and then for them to bring their children. I mean, to actually show your children the Alaskan wildlife via uncruise adventures and then for them to see these sea otters for them to see the brown bears i mean that's just that's it's incredible well yeah and you know that you're planting seeds for the future we i right. think we all realize that uh, as we we get older and hopefully wiser that you know it change really is often a generational issue or challenge and if right. we can we have a group here called discovery southeast that is all about getting children out into the wilds of Alaska so that we don't have the, you know, the issues with clear-cut logging anymore because they won't allow it when their generation comes to power. And, right. and that started about 30 years ago, and by golly, we don't have clear-cut logging in southeast Alaska anymore. <laughs> and, uh, right. so, so these are really encouraging things when 
they get children out there. And I think that, you know, the whole multi-generational travel thing where you have the grandparents often, you know, picking up the tab for their children and their, their grandchildren has become a, a real thing. But so you need to have activities that, you know, the grandparents can go on, but I, I will say, you know, one of the most satisfying things for me, and I'm, I've kayaked all my life and I, I know what it's like to be out on, you know, week or two week long trips in the wilderness. Wow. But I, but the, the, the thing that's, that's so exciting for me is when these grandparents bring their kids along and they don't think that they're going to be out there and we get the grandparents in their 80s, sometimes 90s out in a kayak often for the first time ever in the silence of nature and when you see that, that's as encouraging as seeing a young child, you know, see their first whale spout or something like this. It's, it, it, it crosses all age groups for sure. That's a, thank you for sharing that. That's such a great story. And I, I would imagine that it can be even that much more impactful and life-changing for, to use the term again, a grandparent, so to speak, um, someone, uh, someone that's older that has lived a life and never experienced something such as that. It's one thing to be a child to experience it. Obviously, that's you know in itself life changing. Yet everything is obviously to a certain extent life changing when you're younger and still experiencing. Um, yet then, for someone of an older generation to experience that for the first time, it must be I mean just really not life changing and and very fulfilling. conversation now I it was already on my list to do but now I'm going to make it on my list to do today to ensure that my wife's uh, parents who are avid they love traveling and they love cruises um, for them to take an uncruise to Alaska absolutely because I know how it will change their lives and with respect to now we've really sunk our teeth into Alaska Uncruise Adventures at the same time has, correct me if I'm wrong again, but over seven seven destinations, land and sea, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, you know, obviously there's a, there's a business side to everything in, uh, <laughs> with, in my case. And uh, so we need to keep vessels employed. So many years ago, starting in 2000, we started uh, taking a boat down to Mexico during the winters. So we travel in the Sea of Cortez, which, you know, Jacques Cousteau called the Aquarium of the World, which it still is today. Uh, another place where we've seen tremendous rebound, even even very recently with the turtle populations there. But, um, huh. yeah, so we, we operate in the Sea of Cortez. We operate on the Columbia and Snake Rivers. We actually have a chance to go almost 600 miles inland uh, through, through a mountain range. Uh, we operate wow. out of Seattle in the Salish Sea and San Juan Islands. Uh, and since 2010, we've been operating in Hawaii. That, that boat has two more weeks there. 
majority of our guests that go to these other destinations start in Alaska and then get hooked on us. Just yesterday, a guy, Bill, I won't say his last name, but Bill came into my office yesterday here in Juneau. I didn't know he was coming and he's sailing today on the Wilderness Adventure, but this is his 10th trip with us. He takes about a trip every two years, so he's been sailing with us for 20 years since he was in his very early 50s. That's great. Those kind of things are reflective of why, from a business standpoint, it's great for us to have other destinations to keep clients sailing with us. But then also from the human aspect of just being able to, once you find something that you enjoy doing, you want to celebrate that by doing it more, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that was actually a question I was thinking of asking is, as you continue to create these amazing new destinations and experiences, if you will, are you at the same time always looking for potential new destinations and experiences to add to the roster? How exciting, Dan. How exciting. Compliments and kudos to you to have created created this, I, I don't think company is the right word for Uncruise Adventures, but having created this absolutely fantastic and amazing life-changing opportunity for people to take advantage of. <laughs> he said, I, you guys just have this energy and, and you know, kind of customer service ethos that just is, is so interesting because, you know, we're not the glitzy big ship. We're not the chandelier. We're not the, you know, the shows. We're, we're little expedition boats that are, you know, simple but provide big, big experiences and adventures. So that's, that is really the essence of Uncruise. <laughs> the cult. <laughs> I love that. And uh, everything you've said has been so great. And I'll let you get going in a minute. I know how busy you are. But one of the, um, I made myself uh, remember to ask you again, because I think if you could find a way for uh, Liz to do it in your print ads, is you mentioned, I think it's worth saying again, how Uncruise is basically imagine taking or you know going to your favorite lodge or luxury hotel, something along those lines, and then putting it on a boat. Yeah, we, we need to be able to put that in a good picture and, and word. That's a that's a really great idea. 
Yeah, it is. It is. I think, and that really, I mean, it, it resonated with me immediately. I thought of all these great, when you said it, I thought of all these great, ho, you know, resorts, hotels, if you will, that I've been, whether it be in Aspen or Telluride, et cetera, and taking one of those, and I envisioned putting it on a boat and then taking an uncruised, award-winning ship and uh, sailing in that lodge <laughs> up to Alaska or down to the Sea of Cortez. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's uh, you and I have done that type of thing enough to know that you know it's great to explore a mountain per se if you're a skier or whatever, an outdoor bike rider or just a hiker. But uh, the, the advantage of moving that lodge to an entirely different mountain every day, it would, you can just imagine how exciting that would be. <laughs> if if we, and I'm sure if there is someone that can figure out how to create that, it might be you, Dan. But uh, if, if and when you do, if and when you do, please let me know. I, I promise, uh, if given the opportunity, I'll be the first to si sign up as a lifelong client. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Now you start out at your favorite lodge and tell you ride. Then we're going to cruise over to Vail. We'll shoot on over to Aspen, and then we'll head out to Alaska. <laughs> well, Oh, so great. <laughs> Captain Dan Blanchard, CEO, owner, founder, and genius behind Uncruise Adventures. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have during this very valuable and amazing time we've had to speak? Thank you again so much. Or anything that we didn't discuss that uh, you would like to? I um, thank you for bringing that up again. And I'm actually, he's the first person uh, after, of course, you and Liz that I'm going to share this podcast with. And uh, I think his mom, will, who obviously discovered you, uh, discovered on Cruise Adventures and then took their family on this trip. I, uh, I think it will tickle her heart as well. So thank well, you. There's a, there's a good chance I may have met her. I try to meet all our guests here when they either get on or off the boat. So I may have met her before. Who knows? I'll, I'll, I'll get her name and I'll, uh, I'll send it along to Liz. That would, that would really be great and bring it full circle, Dan. <laughs> thank you. Dan, thank you. thank you so, so much as well for the time. It has been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you for what you do as well. Uncruise Adventures. Uncruise U-N-C-R-U-I-S-E dot com. Have a fantastic weekend, Dan. Aye, aye. Good sailing. <laughs> Take care, my friend. Bye-bye.
All right, thanks, baby.